are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hi, hello, how are you? This is Mark Prescott uh, checking in. Good to be back in uh, kind of my old old stomping grounds doing some work on a podcast. Super excited to be here uh, to welcome everybody into the premiere episode of Keeping It Real with Jimbo. Uh, so he- here's the deal. When I was asked to uh, help out with the show, I-, I obviously I was excited. I haven't done it in a while, but I wanted to to get back into into my roots uh, of doing this and, and doing a couple of shows like this. So it, it, it's pretty awesome for me. Um, so if you've read about this, the show, the description, you know, Jimbo is actually a guy named Jimmy Harlow, and he is a manager and a personal trainer at the, at the great place Snap Fitness in Cypress, Texas. Uh, this is the deal with his show. His show is going to cover everything from nutrition and relationships and fitness and sports, hunting. This, this sounds, uh, this is kind of a guy's guy show, but, but we're sure too that the uh, ladies are going to love it as well. So in this premiere episode is what we're calling it. I'm going to, I'm going to interview him. So his audience, uh, you guys get to know what he, he's really about, what makes him tick, where he came from, all that kind of good stuff, his style. Uh, and I'll ask him, I'll ask him questions about what, what he hopes this show has in store for him and his audience. So uh, without further ado, Jimmy, congrats on the new show. Why don't you give us maybe the cliff notes or reader's digest, if people still know what that is, uh, about what your show is going to be like. And then, and then uh, I'll ask you some, some rapid kind of random questions. So Jimmy, good to talk to you. How are you? And uh, take hey, it away. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing great, Mark, and I do appreciate you coming on and uh, helping me getting this 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 bad boy kicked off, and everybody else that's been helping me as well. So, uh, you know, what the show is going to be about, Mark, is is really just hopefully giving people a little bit of insight, maybe some information that they can use. Uh, maybe it helps to motivate that particular person. Uh, you know, just whatever. I mean, we all go through trials and tribulations. We all have highs and lows in our life. And if I can, you know, at the end of the day, truly, if I can put a smile on somebody's face or give them some information that maybe they haven't heard before that they can use, that, that's really what it's all about for me. And really, to be honest with you, I just want to have fun. I just want to have fun. <laughs> well, I like, I like that. I like that uh, you want to have a good time. Now, I, I got to tell you, uh, I, I lived in Texarkana for about four years when I was back in my TV days. So I knew a couple of guys named Jimbo. Are you, do people really call you? Is that, can we call you Jimbo or how do we address you? Or is that just kind of, or is that just kind of a funny thing? No, you know something it's, it's, uh, you know, really it all started when I had uh, left 24 hour fitness and I was heading up to Austin to, uh, to help run some of the fitness connections that we just had up there. We just built one on Ben White. And, you know, we were building the company up and, you know, my friends were the owners and we were you know, trying to build it up. And we obviously you need to have talented people to put those in big box gyms. And so Phil had, had told me, he's like, hey, man, you know, it's time to roll. Let's go. Time, time for you to get to Austin, Texas, get in your car and, and get to Austin. So, you know, that night I, I drove to Austin, stayed in the hotel, bounced around from trade out to trade out for a while. 
And it just so happened by another gentleman by the name of Jimmy Harrell was the actual general manager of the location that I was going to. Cause at that particular time, we only had one location in Austin and they were looking at bringing on one in clean. So for a temporary basis, there was two managers in the gym named Jimmy, one of them, Jimmy Harlow, one of them, Jimmy Harrell. So now Jimmy Harrell grant you was uh, about 60 pounds heavier than me. And he's looks like uh, <laughs> a Mr. He looks like Mr. Clean. So we don't obviously look the same, but you know, if anybody that's ever been into a health club or a gym, they use the speaker to page the manager over and over again for things that happen. So, you know, in order to help alleviate the confusion, they first wanted, they wanted to call me Sebastian, which I think was a joke. And obviously I kind of turned that one down. So I'm a little bit of a, a country boy, a little bit of a little redneck boy in me. I'm from Pasadena, Texas, and we just came up with the name of Jimbo and, Pretty much from, uh, I would imagine, the year 2000, anybody that's been a good friend of mine or come across my acquaintance, I think Jimbo sticks out. So I kind of like it, I, and it just kind of stuck. I like it, but I think Sebastian would have been cool, too. I would have gone with Seabass. So what's up, Sebastian? <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I, so I, I could be on Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> I would have gone, gone with Seabass over the PA, but I, I like Jimbo, too. Uh, that's, yeah, I got that's you. <laughs> um, tell, tell me about uh, being a professional in the fitness world. A, a lot of people want to do it. Uh, I mean, I remember getting, I had a training certification, uh, you know, 10 years ago and I, I enjoyed training seniors. Uh, and have you always wanted to do that? Is this something that was always, you have a great story of how you got into it, but is this something that even when you were a lot younger, that, that was kind of a burning thing with you or, or just kind of struck you one night? You know, I'll try to keep it in a short version, Mark. But, you know, when I was growing up and, and, you know, from probably the first grade all the way until I graduated, you know, I played football, baseball and basketball. And that's kind of all we did, you know, was play sports throughout the, you know, throughout the year. And then a few months after I graduated, I was in Marine Corps boot camp. Um, I'd actually had a neighbor that uh, had told me, you know, when I got out of the Marine Corps that he would give me a job at his gym. And. Um, I was going to go to school and the Marine Corps was going to pay, you know, for, for my school. Well, you know, some things changed and, you know, I ended up uh, needing to get, get a job full time when I got out. And, you know, he was like, well, man, I can't really, you know, can't really pay you. You know, the gym, you know, I guess wasn't making enough money that he could bring an extra employee on. So he turned me on to some guys over at the uh, Bally's or President First Lady. And I really was just looking for a job. I had really no idea. You know, I thought I'd be a personal trainer. What did I know about training? You know, just because you play football really means you don't know <laughs> how to train someone. But, you know, what did I know? I was gonna rack the, yeah, I was going to rack the weights and do whatever. And they hired me in a sales position. I went interviewed uh, with a gentleman by the name of Steve in Houston, and he hired me on the spot. Never sold anything. Never even had a job before in my life. Mm. <laughs> So uh, pretty wow. much from that day, pretty much from that day forward, a uh, 22-year-old kid about a month out of the Marine Corps was a sales counselor at Bally Total Fitness. And from September of 1995 all the way up until present day, that's pretty much all I've ever done in my life is to either sell a membership, be an assistant manager, general manager, district manager, regional vice president running multiple clubs, 
and back down to the managing partner of a small gym in Cypress, Texas. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been a part of my life. It's never going to go away. And if I could help mm-hmm. somebody along the way to achieve their goals, uh, that would, again, put a smile on my face. And obviously, you know, I think we all want to look good and feel good and, and have more energy and so on and so forth. So the answer to the question, Mark, I really just kind of stumbled in it. But from that day forward, I've never done anything else. Yeah, it's it's a great story, and, and I love the fact that you you talked about helping people and serving people, and and that's that's such an important thing to help humanity. You know, the next next point I wanted to get to you about is because I I, I when I used to train people, this was always the big deal, the morning routine, and so so many. So I have a trick. I'm going to share it with you, and then I want to I want um, I want you to tell me what what your morning routine is like, but. I, you know, so many people I work with, there's, you know, where it's go, go, go. It's, it's a coffee and donut in the morning and they get going. And I noticed when I kind of turned things around with what I was doing, my morning routine, I, I kept it very kind of strict. Isn't really the, maybe the right word, but it was something that where I felt like in the morning I needed to accomplish things. So usually when I wake up in the morning, it's take the dog for a long walk, make the bed, shave. You know, I always wanted a sense in the morning of accomplishment, right? And and I feel like if you can do that in the morning, your routine is kind of, it kind of gets you going throughout the day. What about, what's your morning routine look like? I didn't mean to go on a tangent there, but I think it's something that, that can help people. What what is What's your morning routine look like? Well, you know, I, you know mine, it, it kind of, it, I think it really kind of, to be honest with you, changes upon what, what it is that you have planned for the next day. You know, some people, if you're on the go and you're waking up and you're jumping on an airplane, you know, you may not have the same morning routine as someone that has the particular nine to five job, you know. So when I was running, you know, big box health clubs and you were in the clubs from, you know, eight in the morning until midnight, you know, my morning routine was just wake up in the morning. First thing I did was look at the stats, look at the numbers, start going over people's things and you know, then you start getting yourself ready for work, you know, but that, that, that's all changed for me now. So I think what you need to do is evaluate what it is that you have to do, how much time that it is going to take you to do it. At what point are you going to work out? Do you work out in the morning before you are, you know, are you an early riser? Do you work out in the morning? Which I really think that's the best way to do it. Me personally, I, you know, I don't have to wake up early to be able to exercise. You know, when I get in the gym, I wake up, take a shower get things ready. I make sure I have my lunch and all the things because I, I pre-pack my meals. I know exactly what I'm going to eat throughout the day and when I'm going to eat it. I know what time about I'm going to work out. Now, what I'm doing is kind of hit or miss because, you know, when I get to the gym, it's a small gym. You know, the phone may ring. It may not. Somebody may come in. They may not. You know, I try to pick up the gym, go hit through some of the low-hanging fruit, you know, uh, some of the, the recent phone calls, leads, things like that. So, I mean, I have a particular plan, but I think what you need to do is figure out what am I doing the next day? What am I going to yeah. be eating? You know, uh, you know, when am I going to work out? You know, am I going to have to work out early? Do I work out when I get off work? You know, is it a lunchtime workout? You know, when I was in the big boxes, we always worked out at lunchtime, you know? So again, I really just think it depends upon that particular person, but I do think that it's extremely important that you walk in and that you have a plan and that you execute that plan and, and, and so on and so forth. So whether that be what you're eating, what you, you know, whether you write things down on a notepad the previous night, you know, 
And uh, you know what? Something that you said, make the bed. That's no Marine Corps thing, man. You got to get up, make the bed. I totally. I right. I mean, I'm. God, seriously, that I, you know that came from I think my mother. My mother always said, you know, you you never left the house without making the bed. But it 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 is a Marine thing, and it it's it's a sense of accomplishment right off the bat. And, and uh, I I think it's I think it's a good thing. I, I'm I'm fired up just talking to you. I'm ready to come down there and do a little lifting with you. Maybe spot me up and jack up some manhole covers. We'll do a little bench press. We'll kind of hang. Kind of hang out. Now, now, now I, I want to be honest with you, Mark, just real quick. So I am a little bit lazy sometimes, so I sleep on top of the cover. <laughs> <laughs> and then I throw the blanket off and I just tighten it up there at the end and fluff up the pillow. Yeah, so no. it makes it a little bit easier. No, I, I don't, my bed isn't perfectly made. It's just, it's just kind of made. It's, I feel like I, it's not like I'm tucking it in like a, a hotel bed, but it's, it's, it's somewhat <laughs> put together. It's okay. Um, now, if it's a hotel bed, I, I, I mess up all the sheets on purpose. So that's oh, good. I do too. I do because someone's coming in. Right, exactly right. That's the only time that I just kind of let it go with the bed. Um, <laughs> so, what do you when you're when you're not uh, when you're not making your bed and all that? What do you do in your when you what do you do in your spare time when you're not running this whole business? Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time with my daughter. Um, you know, we we like to go places and go on. I call them adventures. You know, we'll round up some of her friends. You know, whether that's go roller skating, go to the mall, uh, go bowling, you know, whatever, you know, go for go for a bike ride. You know, yesterday we were running around shopping and doing some different things. And, you know, I, I do like to go. I'd like to I like to go hunting. I, I do like to do that a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just hanging out. Uh, you know, today's going to be a nice Sunday. Probably go get go get some go get some new nourishment in my body after I take my daughter to her friend's house so they can. Uh, practice their choir routine for the upcoming choir event that it'll do it they got going on but today will probably be just kind of a relaxing day i would imagine um but no i do like to go hunting fishing's a little bit boring but just going on adventures just going to do things going to um you know different places and seeing different things you know renaissance festival was just here a while back and just things like that just going finding something in particular to do go to the beach go to the river you know, go swimming, yeah. go to the pool, go to the water park. I guess life there's means, not. Yeah, there's not real great hunting in San Diego. Just FYI. So <laughs> I imagine we're probably we could find some animals out there. We can. We'd have to. We'd have to go up some mountain somewhere. But um, I, I'd probably just take you out for lunch or something. We'll kind of pass up on the San Diego hunting. Hey, so um, is there is there a story maybe that that you can share with the audience that that maybe your family would tell about you that that they'd go, yeah, this is, this is kind of our dad, or this is Jimbo in a nutshell that, that you'd like to share. Is there anything, anything kind of, kind of funny? You know, I would think, uh, you know, I do, I did have kind of a, a, you know, something in my mind, but, you know, I think what my family would say about me personally is, is, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to say what I think. And I probably pretty much really mean what I say. Um, I'm very outgoing. I tend to uh, talk to people. My daughter gets a little bit embarrassed when we go out to different places. Uh, I just talk to whoever the random person is walking by. But, you know, there is an interesting story that when I was a kid, I don't know how much I really believe it. I think that my family's kind of making it up. But apparently um, I had an imaginary friend that lived in a suitcase in the closet, and his name was Wolf. Really? Um, yeah, I never, I don't ever remember meeting Wolf personally, but apparently he was, uh, 
he was there. So I okay. guess that would be one of the more uh, crazier things of my childhood that uh, I don't really recollect. But I think my family's trying to pull a fast one on me. You don't you don't still talk to hang out with Wolf then? No, I, I don't ever remember seeing Wolf, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe one day he'll he'll come up in my dreams or something. I think they're I think they're pulling your leg, but that's I okay. think they are family. too. You know, I think they they tried to tell me that my mom's middle sister was adopted too, so I don't you know. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what about what about uh, what about when you think about you look back and you you. You've obviously accomplished a lot in your life already. Uh, do you have something that you've learned from a failure maybe that, you know, we all kind of have that. Those of us that go into business, we have failures and uh, something that you, that you did and you failed at, but you learn from. You know something, Mark, here's, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I've had a pretty successful career running the small snap fitness has been uh, pretty challenging. Um, but in reality, I'm just going to go ahead and the, the name of this show is called keeping it real with Jimbo. So we're going to keep it real. So the number one failure to date, probably in my life is going through a divorce. It's not something that you plan on. Um, and it you know, you can't, one thing I've learned from that is no matter how much you love somebody, you can't put a round peg into a square hole sometimes. So, right. um, you know. Sometimes it's a better thing. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, there was many things that I took away from that. Um, you know, so I really couldn't even come up with anything in particular, but, uh, you know, you, you you certainly learn a lot of life lessons, uh, from things Mm -hmm. like that when they happen to you. So I would say that's probably been my number one failure. Wow. I've had so much failure, especially in business. It's just, but every time, you know, it's interesting Every time you fail at something, and maybe it's maybe you just you you become hard on yourself about it. Maybe it's not really a failure, but um, every time you learn, you, you just learn something from it. So I, I think failure can be can be a very good thing moving forward. Um, oh, absolutely. What about, absolutely? Yeah. I mean, just think about this. You, you guys watch. You know, I, I'm going to go off a little bit. You guys watch. Uh, did anybody watch the Final Four? We watched North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, take out Duke, right? right? Yeah. 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 So. So, I mean, if, if Coach K were to probably evaluate that game, I mean, what did he talk about? He talked about, well, we need to make our free throws. And, you know, that game hinged on a couple of different things. And, you know, it could have gone either way. And it just kind of flipped towards Carolina away. So, I mean, if you watch that game and you're a basketball aficionado, if you would have played that game differently, you probably would have learned from that failure, correct? I think so. Yeah, it was a good game, too. I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> um, what about – what about – uh, misunderstandings do 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 people what do people misunderstand about you most outside of not calling you sebastian or seabass what, what, <laughs> uh, you know what people misunderstand I, I, you know i would you know i don't i think once you get to know me that 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 most people you know maybe from the outside looking in uh maybe i might i've been told maybe i'm a little rough around the edges i guess maybe you would say uh, I think that maybe a misunderstanding about me is that I'm, 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 I'm very, very genuine and I do care and I am a pretty nice guy. I think maybe that my voice maybe comes across as a little loud and boisterous. So maybe mm-hmm. that might throw some people off, but I think maybe that may, may be a little bit of a misunderstanding for me. Ah, you can tell you're a pretty nice guy, though. I can tell you're a good guy. <laughs> if you had, if 
I always like to ask this question too, kind of a kind of a legacy question. Obviously, you're you're into helping people, um, serving people, which is which is a wonderful trait. It, it, if you could be remembered, if you were, were leaving something behind, what what would you want to be remembered for? Yeah, you know it, what what I want to be remembered for is that guy is for somebody to tell me or to come in to tell somebody that guy helped me to win. That guy helped me to lose weight. That guy helped me to you know get the girl at the bar. That guy helped me. And they point at me and they say, that guy helped me. If I can help someone to do whatever it is they do, succeed in work. You know, I've hired salespeople and promoted them all the way up to district manager. You know, I've hired them as a, hired them as a salesperson, promoted them to an assistant manager, promoted them to a general manager, promoted them to a district manager. Watch those people succeed and flourish, multiple people. And that's that's really the number one thing that makes me the most proud, to be honest with you. That and watching my daughter dance. But unfortunately, I am not teaching her anything. (laughs) She's learning all that from somebody else. I'm just the big cheerleader in the corner. You want to be you want to be the guy who someone says, see that guy over there, see Jimbo over there. He's the one that gave me the pickup line that I used at the bar to pick up my future wife. That's you. That now you got it, brother. Now you got See, it. That, yep, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. That, so we're gonna. That's what the show's all about. You're gonna call. People are gonna call in. They're gonna ask Jimbo, "How do I pick up women at a bar in Texas?" <laughs> hey, the first the first thing is bring your wallet. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, really, what you want to do, what I've learned, really, what you want to do is to treat them nicely. Have them meet you somewhere and take them on a nice morning stroll on a Sunday morning. Look at you. I think that works. You. I think that I, works. I, I would think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. No, I, I think. I think the men that are going to listen to the show are going to be enlightened, enlightened by your by your experience and, and life's work when it comes to picking up women. Yeah, good for you. It's great. That's great. Uh, if if uh let's just let's uh, on a more serious side if you could if you could go back and turn the clock back and you're 18 years old again and uh you know just getting out of high school and you know what you know now and you knew it then is there is there anything you'd want to would would want to tell a young Jimbo and what advice you'd want to give him you know absolutely and and even even to this day Mark I still tend to fight this aspect of life and it's never going to go away. And if you don't accept it, you're just going to flounder. Um, and what I would tell a young Jimbo is this, and it's really something, you know, that, that, the, that the Marine Corps is going to teach you. Um, it really it kind of, in the Marine Corps, obviously it relates a little bit more about combat and the situation that you're in. But you got to be willing to change because the world is going to change and you're going to get left behind. You know, and change is immediate. And how that relates to the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps is going to teach you you have to improvise, you have to overcome, and you have to adapt, which means there's change. And the quickly, the more quickly that you can accept that change, uh, whether wh- whatever that change may be, you know, whether it's a change in money, job status, maybe you lost somebody in your life, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, so uh, you got to be willing to change. 
I think that would be the number one thing that I would uh, give advice to a young Jimbo. Yeah. And was there anybody in your life influential that, that sticks out, a, a parent, a close friend, a relative that, that impacted you along the way that, that really kind of put you on the, on the proper you know, course? I, or, you I, know? I think that, uh, I think that there's many people, Mark, um, you know, uh, obviously my mom and dad, my aunt, um, you know, all my coaches, neighbors, I had a lot of friends growing up. Um, you know, but my number one influential person, we're just going to go ahead and call that, uh, my mom's mom, which is, I called her granny and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a mama's boy. I'm not a papa's boy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a granny's boy. So any, anytime I, anytime I had to run for, run for an emotional <laughs> talk, uh, I went to my granny. That's great. Yeah, no, gra- grandparents are, are extremely influential. And, and I, I think that's a, that's a wonderful relationship to have. I, and, and next time we do a show, you can have me on as a guest. I do a lot of work with seniors and I found that they were the, they gave the best advice. They, they really did. And, and um, uh, because they have so much wisdom, you, you know, when you're, when you're around a long time, you pick things up. So people, people need to, Take advantage of that. Take it. Take advantage of, of the elderly and the seniors in your life. So, if you could have, if you could have maybe a cup of coffee with with a historical figure or or some famous athlete or somebody down down in history, you got anybody? It can be a couple people. This is one of those. Who who would you have dinner with? Three other people in history or whatever. Who, is there anybody in particular you'd like to have dinner with or coffee besides me? <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. So what what I need is I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a table for uh four, um, okay. but we're gonna have to be at we're gonna have to be somewhere where we can drink some brews or something. But but yeah, I think with the 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 Knights of the Round Table needs to be myself, uh, you. Uh, we need to have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Jordan there. Wow, well, that's, and, a, that's and, kind and, of an and uh, yeah yeah. We're just gonna sit there and drink some brews and tell some stories and. Uh, and see how much laughs that we can have. What? What? what you, <clears throat> tell me about those guys. What do you like about them? I mean, what is it? What well, is it that, that, yeah. You know, when I was growing up, uh, you know, I don't. Obviously, Arnold was the king of bodybuilding. But if you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, you take, you know, a kid from another country just after World War II. Um, you know, his dad was was uh, you know, extremely strict and kind of an ass. You know, Arnold went from, you know, a kid in a foreign country, joined the army, drove tanks for the Austrian army, uh, decided, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be the best bodybuilder in the world. Went to America, spoke no English, worked 12 hours a day at a construction job, learned English, worked out every day, still became the greatest bodybuilder ever, revolutionized yeah. bodybuilding. So, you know what? I'm going to move on from bodybuilding and then I'm going to be the greatest action hero television star ever made. And then I'm going to throw that aside and I'm going to go ahead and just be the governor of California. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be a Kennedy along the way. So, yeah, you know, I mean, what, what kind of others drags to riches story, self-made man is Arnold. We used to, when I used to do, when I was a reporter in San Diego years ago, he, and he was the governor at the time. I remember seeing him he'd come in and, and do press conferences and and uh nice guy yeah i mean pretty pretty down to earth kind of guy and uh 
but yeah, probably someone right up right up your alley. You you you'd like his history and all that. So that's cool, Mike. And you said Michael Jordan too, right? And you got to throw MJ in there. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to throw Brady in there now. But you know, man, Michael Jordan was just hands down. There's nobody. He's the best basketball player ever. So you know, just yeah. as an athlete. You know, I mean, just that it's crazy. I mean, he's just when you say when you determine somebody that has the it factor, he didn't lose. Yeah, he would. He would be it. He would. He would be it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he never lost. <laughs> so never, you know, with those two guys, I'd like to have a conversation with them. Yeah, yeah. So after after doing this and uh, after doing an, an interview with me um, or being interviewed by me, is is this something you? You sure you want to do why you, you sure you want to host a podcast? Is this something like what what why now for you? What what kind of makes makes you tick and want to do go on and host something like this? You know, because uh, number one, Mark, I feel it's it's very challenging and it's also very invigorating. And uh again, you know, if I can uh you know add some listeners and, and add some fun to my life and help somebody else and put a smile on people's face and entertain people. You know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'd like. To I, do. I think you're, I think you're definitely going to entertain people. Um, and I, and I, I would love to be a guest on your show at some point. Um, no, no rush, but you know, when you, when you get in a bind and you're like, yeah, maybe I'll call up Prescott, come on and fill a half an hour and, and hang out. That would be cool. I'd, I'd, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to be a guest on your show. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Let let me know, and I, I want to come out there and do a little. Let's let's go. Let's lift together. You can. Do you know? Hey, we'll go through. Can, we'll go. We'll go. I'll take you to a workout. Can you can you stretch me? I need to be stretched out. I have bad hips. I need. <laughs> I, I need you know what? I'm I need not a, a stretching I need, expert, I but I can. I can. I do have people. I do have people that can help you. I, I, I'm personally not a stretching expert, but uh, you know, I can get you with Bree, and she she'll stretch you out real good. I'm old and broken down. I need a stretching coach as badly as the next guy. Oh, geez, hey, I, I, what, uh, what, give me, I know you, so I can ask this yeah. question. Come on, man. Throw an yeah, age please. out there to me, man. How old are you? Um, 49, coming up on 50. But oh, I had, man, I'm going to be 49 on April 13th. Oh, happy early, 49 on April 13th. Happy early birthday. Yeah. I'll remember <laughs> that, too, because that's like the – that's like the tax tax deadline time, April thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, um, it's, it's my my grandma's birthday is on April fifteenth. So, <laughs> oh, is it? You're gonna be forty. You're gonna be forty nine. Wow. Yeah, I um, it, real quickly, I had a background in a lot of hardcore tennis, and then I was a, a baseball umpire for a while, and I did martial arts, and I did all kinds baseball of umpire. That's cool, Mark. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I got yelled at a lot. I had very thick. So I was I was a, a baseball umpire. I did I was a basketball official for a year, and then I was going to do that more, but COVID shut games down. So I was I was an umpire, and I I'm still involved dealing with kids. I loved working with kids. The parents were the nightmare, um, and and so I did all of these like physical things. And then in my probably about five years ago, my body just I was just achy all the time. So. Uh, for me, it's yeah. I'm one of those guys. I'm the I'm the guy that you you know you walk by and you see him in the gym and they're, they're the look like the older guy working out on the elliptical and they're sweating a lot. Like that's 
that's kind of the path I'm on now. It's I'm, I've, I've become elliptical guy as much, but they're good. Well, let me ask yeah. you this, Mark, how often do you lift weights? A few times a week, a few times a week. Okay. So I'll do, I'll do, I'll do, uh, I, I got on a, probably about six weeks ago, I started doing the elliptical five days a week. And then maybe three of those days I'll do some, some weights and, and uh, I, I got a long way to go. I had to be real honest with you. I, I need someone that can motivate me. And so that might end up being you. Um, even though <laughs> 1800 miles away, I'm going to call you up and go, listen, Seabass, I need, I need to be motivated. And so, uh, yeah, that, so I, I need that. Yeah, I need that. But I, I have started going to the gym again. And, uh, like I said, I walk two, probably two and a half, three miles in the morning. So I do a lot of movement, but I don't, I don't do, I probably don't do enough weight to be honest with you. Well, I tell but, you what, here, here's, here's the answer I'll give you. Okay. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to help you at any time. Call me whenever oh. you like. I, hey, but just remember, just remember, you're going to get what you ask for. And, and that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about <laughs> making, making me cry. I'm a, you're going to have me, I'm going to be crying doing this. And, no, and, I don't worry. I'll just have to motivate you in a little bit, uh, a little different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Um, anyway, man, listen, uh, you'll have my phone number, all of that. We'll, we'll talk off air. Uh, but I wanted to um, thank you for letting me do this. Come on and introduce you as, as a new as a new podcast host. I think you're going to be awesome. You're super likable and funny, and uh, people love that. So um, I wanted to wish you the best of luck with your show. Anytime you need me to come on and help you out, uh, let me know. I'll come on and and we'll we'll chop it up like we just did. And I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for for letting me do this. Absolutely. And I very much appreciate you. And you're more than welcome to come on anytime, brother. <laughs> All right, man. Stay with us. Jimmy will be back after this commercial break for uh, some parting words in the closing segment. Thanks, Jimmy. We'll talk to you soon. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. All right, I hope you enjoyed my first of many episodes to come of Keeping It Real with Jimbo. Hey, a big shout out to Mark Prescott for helping me out, to Mel Davis and the entire team at Atlanta Life Media Agency for helping us manage these shows for helping me take a lot of the load off of my back and to do it in a very genuine way. So thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, Mel. And thank you to the audience for listening all the way through. I appreciate you so much. I hope that you take some valuable information from this episode and apply it in one way. Maybe just perk it up to your ears for future episodes to come. If you're not subscribed, I would love to help you. Just hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any other episodes. Thank you in advance for all the reviews that will be coming in. My goal is to become the number one show at Up To Me Radio within six months, and only you can make that happen. Remember, we are syndicated, so this show will be on Up To Me Radio channel on the following popular apps, Spotify, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Tunlin. 
I look forward to serving you in episodes to come. I'll see you next time around. Until then, cheers, take care, and as always, Jimbo is in it for the win. Peace out.